Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to the Church of St. Michael, Pine Island, Minnesota. I'm Father Randall Kiesel, broadcasting live here in the southern part of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. And literally about 300 yards just north of the boundary here, the Diocese of Rochester, Winona. Great to have all of you with us here this morning. We have a beautiful day where I'm at here in southern Minnesota. And we have a great program up for all of you this morning. And as we do, let us begin with prayer. We'll call upon our Blessed Mother and then the Holy Spirit to help our hearts to come close to our good Lord. And our Blessed Mother may help us to understand and know his love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and ever to rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And great again to have all of you with us here on Real Presence Radio Live. And we have a great show coming with us. Uh, we have our first uh, interviewee on the line at this time, Mr. John Neiman. John, welcome to our show. Thank you very much for having me, Father. Great, John. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, uh, what you do? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, I, I've been a humanities teacher here, kind of in and around the cities. Uh, for the, most of the past 25 years, you know, teaching mostly great books, literature, and history uh, at uh, some Catholic schools, uh, public schools, uh, both in uh, conventional environments and also uh, with homeschoolers. Uh, about five years ago, I founded a program in uh, St. Paul with some friends that we call the St. John Paul II Education Guild. This is a classical um, three-year high school program for um uh, Catholic high schoolers, uh, and this has been my third year up here uh, with Modern Day Apostolate uh, in Duluth, which is a wonderful homeschool, conventional school kind of hybrid uh, for Catholics uh, up there in Duluth. So that's wow. uh, I've been in the trenches, I guess. Yeah, uh, you have been. As I, well, I appreciate that because I was uh, educated as a teacher. I was a teacher for a time before I went into the <laughs> the seminary. So I appreciate your dedication, and what you're doing to form minds and hearts. And can you tell us a little bit more about the, the St. John Paul II Education Guild that you have in St. Paul? Sure. I don't want to make this a, a commercial for my, uh, for my program, but um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're just trying to be something that's a little bit uh, uh, catered you know, to, to high schoolers who choose high schooling, uh, their homeschool, you know, sorry, homeschool their high schoolers uh, for a variety of reasons. The three-year program meets the Minnesota graduation requirements for humanities, sorry, for language arts, math, math, science, and uh, social studies. We meet uh, all day, but two days a week. Uh, it's, it's Socratic teaching. It's a lot of fun. You can check us out uh, online. Okay. Yeah, it's the St. Paul, John Paul II Education Guild in St. Paul, Minnesota. Guild, yeah. 
Oh, right. very good. And then you also brought up the Mater Dei Apostolate in Duluth. Sure. Can you say a little bit more about your involvement there and what the, the Mater Dei Apostolate is looking to do and accomplish? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. As I said, you know, the last 25 years, it, it's kind of just, I've been around, I've been in the trenches, and, and uh, I've really been blessed to teach with a lot of great people and a lot of great programs uh, along the way. And it's been an exciting time, really, when you look back at where education was, Catholic education, at least in this area, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, there really weren't a lot of options, um, and uh, there weren't, there wasn't a lot of hope. I don't think there were any, there weren't a lot, wasn't a lot of fresh blood, I guess you'd say. Uh, and a lot of that has changed over the last 20 years. There are a lot of new ideas. Uh, the Guild is one of those. Um, and I, I came just kind of through a friend to hear about, even though I'm down in St. Paul, but I heard through a friend about uh, Modern Day when it fired up uh, three years ago. Uh, so, again, they're you know, in, in Duluth where they don't have uh, a formal Catholic high school. Uh, there and, and maybe one can't live, you know. Maybe there's not, uh, and maybe there is. Maybe there's not the uh, kind of critical mass that you would need um, mm-hmm. to sustain a, a regular brick and mortar uh, school. But um, what Modern Day did has done is taken a an approach to to uh, uh, along a way that they call a hybrid model. So these are students that are um, educated. Again, the family is the primary educator at home, but they do four days a week spend um, some or all the day in a classroom environment uh, in, in uh, Duluth. <clears throat> the, uh, they use a, a classical, a, a, a tried-and-true classical curriculum, uh, and uh, they hire people like me to teach that curriculum. Okay. Uh, so I kind of roll in, uh, you know, teach these great books from the list that they've uh, that they've got, and that curriculum you know, folds together very well. It's very well um, designed. Um, and yet, it still it allows the students to still, um, you know, kind of be back with their families, be part of their families, have have a family life, be central, uh, and still get a rigorous education. So it's really a great program. Uh, and there's nothing like it uh, that I know also uh, here in the cities, but uh, it is a model that's being tried uh, around the country, particularly in more rural areas um, where the concentration of Catholics is a little bit less. Sure. And are you then commuting back and forth, St. Paul to Duluth, to, to teach the class? <laughs> uh, I do. I uh, uh, Some of it's online, obviously, when there's bad weather or uh, my car breaks down, which is all too frequent. Um, then we, we can do that online. Again, they, they have um, very sophisticated online systems. So there are families that are part of Modern Day who, who don't come into Duluth. Uh, they're just that far away, and they can do it all online uh, if necessary. Uh, so I do teach online when I can, but I'm up there every Wednesday. Um, the, this coming year, so I do make that commute. Um, it's about two hours door to door from here, um, but it's worth it. It's a chance to you know listen to a book on tape, or I guess I dated myself. They don't put them on tape anymore, but uh, you know listen to a book, <laughs> do some prayer, uh, uh, well, you know, have a little a little downtime. Um, but it's great. It's, it's actually kind of a beautiful drive, and uh, uh, it's worth it. It's worth it for the uh, to be a part of what Modern Day is doing. Yes, I, I'm grateful for your dedication. That's really awesome. And I'm, I think you bless those young people because uh, uh, it, for our listeners out there, in my observation, you certainly have a love for teaching and a love for forming hearts and minds. And that's fantastic. Um, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. And, well, thank you. But we're, we're also, this morning, we're going to talk a little about the, a part of Mater Dei Apostolate, a particular part, an adult book study that you're leading. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it may be an opportunity for some of our listeners uh, to engage in a uh, really awesome work, uh, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, this book study that you're going to lead? Sure, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's something I've done uh, before down here in the cities, uh, always with great uh, results. 
So, Modern Day is uh, sponsoring um, this book study. It's on Dante's Inferno. Uh, again, it's for, uh, for adults, so we're going to let the adults kind of get in a little bit of the action, you know, the, of the classical education. Um, and uh, yeah, I should say classical Catholic education because, in truth, it's functionally impossible for a secular program to be classical in any meaningful uh, sense mm-hmm. of that term. Truly classical programs value truth, beauty, goodness. They kind of point to... Uh, they point to God, they point to the truth. And uh, if we believe our own story, and we should, yes. uh, then we, we're made to go and seek and to find the Lord, right? We're, we're maybe cast out of his friendship by sin, but certainly one aspect of being made in his image and likeness is not just sort of finding him in the end uh, and, fi- uh, and his attributes, right? But having an affinity for them, right? Having having joy um, and satisfaction in them. And as St. Augustine said, we're restless, O Lord, until he rests in thee. Um, so, you know, when we wonder about these things, we think about these things, we pursue them, we assess their truth, right? We ultimately assent to the truths that we find. This is why for education is important, right? And this, this is uh, why it's the primary duty of parents. But many of us who are parents, and some who aren't uh, or aren't yet, uh, you know, even people who self-identify as sort of cradle Catholics have never really received an education like that because it's, it, it kind of it almost went extinct, right? The, the light almost went out. That's right. At least in the uh, so one of the enduring refrains that I hear from parents over the years is that you know they all wish that you know they might have had a shot you know at the kind of education that they're able to provide for their children. So I just I heard that over and over, and, and many of us who do this for a living have heard this. Uh, you know, I wish I had a, I wish I had that at school when, you know when I was there, and and, and uh, so so this this little study group is a way to maybe answer that right. Uh, you know they they miss maybe from college, or maybe they had a, a good experience, but most of, these, most of these parents and adults just never really had that kind of the careful analysis, the Socratic discussions, you know, the, the, uh, the, the careful reading. So here's a chance for them to get in on that uh, classical education action a little bit. And um, that's uh, something that's important, I think, in this, you know, in this life. Again, education is just uh, sort of book work, right? It's only part of this concept of education. And we're yeah. all trying to constantly be educated, right? And and uh, it's important, right? And uh, you know, a classical education takes as its, at its core kind of the best, the deepest, the broadest, the richest you know, elements uh, of learning, of, of human initiative, and looks yeah. for God in them, finds God in them. And yeah. that's, that's, yeah, so we want to, you know, that's, it, it's fun, right? It's, it's fun to do, it's fun to, to teach that stuff. Um, but in the workaday world, uh, you know, it can be hard to get back to, you know, to something like Dante. Uh, and so that's the that's the program that we want to uh, provide. It's just an opportunity uh, for them to do that. So the Inferno is one of the great masterpieces of the Western world. Right? It's an important part of our heritage as Catholics. It's an important work. Um, and the Catholic intellectual tradition, it was considered indispensable reading, really, until very recently. Uh, so this course is a chance for ordinary Catholics, whether parents or not, really. You don't have to be a, a parent. You don't have to be a modern-day parent to, to partake at all. We hope it's kind of a community uh, event. Uh, but it's a chance to kind of reclaim this treasure, right? Uh, to let it change and inspire them, to help them in their their kind of individual vocations, uh, and in a collective effort as well, try to kind of build an authentic Catholic culture. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it would be. And I, I tell you, John, I've been a priest for just over 16 years now, and I, I've had some taste of the kind and style of of reading and then 
discussing and investigating the thoughts and the meanings behind these things is the book that you're going to the inferno is is rich as you know and it's yeah. uh profound need someone such as you to help unpack it for people who haven't read it uh but nonetheless once someone gets a taste of that which i have uh we always want to find ways to be involved in something like that again because the the it, it stimulates the mind it, it prompts thoughts and ideas that you did not expect uh mm-hmm. and then ma- making connections it's just the the method uh as you suggested the method of learning and discovery of doing something like this, it brings out the best of our minds. It brings out the best of our curiosity and our investigative uh, powers of mind and comprehension. That's that's what I yeah. so much like about this, and that's I think that's what you're alluding to. For any of our listeners out there, should I do that or not? It it it, it it's a beautiful exercise for your mind, it, and it leads you to want to investigate and learn in the best sense of doing those things, those uh, truly good human activities. Yeah, and it, and it was fun too. I'm, one of the reasons I'm looking forward to it is is that um, you know one of the huge parts of reading uh, a, a book at all, really, or, or watching a film or anything, but a, a large part of sort of appreciating and analyzing that is experience, right? It's having lived a little bit, and certainly you know, like with a great book, you want experience reading books, and and you kind of build that muscle and the intellect and the imagination, uh, but also kind of life experience, right? So teaching this work to adults is uh, it's a very different experience. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you can't, uh, you just can't, there's no substitute for life experience, you know. So a, a student can, can you know, I, I, I'm thinking of the AP English programs that are all over the country where they all want to teach uh, King Lear, you know, Shakespeare's King Lear to high schoolers. Well, Lear's a play about an old guy, right? Mm-hmm. His life is, is all behind, is behind him. There's nothing ahead of him, right? Then, you know, that's, therein is the tragedy. And it's really hard for a 17, 18 year old mind to get, into that. I mean, they can understand it, but they can't own it. Um, and uh, it, that's even true with Dante, where they can, you know, they're looking at some of the sins deep down in, in uh, the Inferno, a sense of fraud, counterfeiting, you know, uh, flattery, things like this. Um, and they, you know, they just, they haven't been in their lives, they haven't experienced, you know, government corruption. They haven't, uh, they haven't experienced, they don't have a personal experience of, uh, you know, maybe sort of a profound avarice, you know, um, and so they they can read about it intellectually. It's very important. And it's very rewarding uh, to do. But but adults have just you know we've been through the ringer, and you know we we've, we've been down this the the road a lot and a lot more of that experience. It really uh, it, it 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 sort of electrifies the book in a lot of ways. Uh, and high schoolers are all kind of homogenous in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? But by their age and obviously their experience. Whereas adults, I mean, we could have twenty year olds in the room. We could have seven year olds in the room. And um, that really enlivens the conversation, and uh, that's really, really where the Socratic method um, kind of kicks into high gear, right? And uh, and can really generate some some profound insights, uh, some great conversations. So and I'm really looking forward to that part of it. With, uh, and for our listeners. Yeah. And for our listeners, we have John Neiman here, who's working with Matre Day Apostolate. We're going to go on a short break. You're listening to Real Presence Live, Father Randall Kazel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 
our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since He is all-knowing and all-powerful, He knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live here on Monday, August 30th. We're broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael, Pine Island, Minnesota. This is Father Randall Kazel. Glad to have you with us this morning. And we have Mr. John Neiman, a teacher who... Uh, works with the St. John Paul II Education Guild in St. Paul, Minnesota. It also cooperates and partners with Mater Dei Apostolate in Duluth, Minnesota, teaching some wonderful courses to high schoolers there. And we're particularly focusing in on an adult education opportunity, an adult book study coming up that uh, John will be leading. So, John, you're, you're going to be leading on Dante's Inferno coming up here next month. Can you tell us more about that book and why you chose Dante's Inferno? the program real quick um just the sort of the juicy details can all be found on the modern day website which is just you know modern day apostolate.org um the plan we've had is a 10-week course meeting uh one wednesday uh evening each month uh we hope that that kind of spread out schedule makes it easier for people to kind of fit it into their busy schedules so and each month's reading is only about 20 25 pages um so it's uh, it's very leisurely, uh, very doable. Um, and people get a chance to, to fit it into their day, but also some time to reflect on it a little bit before uh, coming out. And that will you know, leave us also um, a luxurious amount of time in the evenings to talk about it. Um, so you know, the endeavor it's, it's designed for serious you know Christians who, who want to learn more about this great book. Uh, and it is, uh, as you say, it's a book that we need to we need to read. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my role is. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a tour guide. I'm not anybody's idea of a scholar. I'm not going to pretend to be one. 
I'm just mm-hmm. a teacher, but I have taught it a lot, um, and I've learned learned some things along the way. Uh, so I'll, I'll be kind of a docent, you know, I'll be kind of the tour guide uh, through that. <clears throat> but, it's, but we're not reading it for any purpose. We're not going to check a box. We're not doing doctoral dissertations. We're not looking for Marxist themes. Uh, we're just we're reading a great book for its own sake, uh, and it's going to be edifying and fun. So uh, <clears throat> that's um, the, you know, the, the book itself, I would say, uh, gosh, where to begin? You know, it's it's seven hundred years old, right? About about thirteen hundred uh, when it was published, and and we, you know, there's, I always tell students there's two reasons to read these great books, and we, you know, one of them is because they're made of one hundred percent grade A awesomeness. Yeah. Uh, the other is uh, because it teaches a lot about the cultures that created them. No work of art uh, exists outside of its culture, right? It carries that with it, um, and we want to learn about. Uh, Christendom, right? This is the this is high Christendom. In, in 1300, the cathedrals right. were only 100 years old. Um, St. Thomas is writing in Summa. The uh, the uh, you know the the world of, of what we call Christendom, kind of high Christendom, is is really uh, it has peaked and it's it's beginning its sort of downward trajectory. Where only uh, you know the, the Avignon Papacy is right in this time. Uh, the the uh, some of the great uh, the infamous I should say scan- uh, papal scandals are are, uh, are coming. The Great Schism is only about two hundred fifty years old at this time. So uh, there's a lot to learn from the from the medievals, and and they uh, they were different from us. You know, they they had a different mindset that we can learn from, and everything the medieval mind was just filled with imagery, right? It's filled mm-hmm. with metaphor and. Um, they saw that everywhere, you know, they, when they looked at a, a clover, you know, that's, of course it has three petals or leaves, you know, of course it does, because of the Trinity, right? Of course that's what St. Patrick, you know, used to, to teach the natives. Um, of course the dove is white and pure and sort of useless, you know, it's not a hunter, you can't eat it, you know, uh, because it was meant from the beginning to be a sign of the Holy Spirit. So the medievals looked at that world that way, and they, they saw the way our, our sort of materialist world uh, we sort of we explain things away. We solve problems, um, and uh, and in that I think we've lost a lot of wonder that I, that is important. Right? Nobody nobody wants to go back to medieval cuisine, right, or medieval dental <laughs> you know work, right? Uh, but uh, some aspects of, of that medieval time uh, would be valuable, and certainly that life of the imagination and that real sense of the presence. Of the Lord everywhere, you know. When uh, of when you 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 stumble on the on the corner of the sidewalk, but you don't fall, you know. And you then you say, my you know my guardian angel help me there, you know. Oh. Uh, and you, you're grateful for the little blessings of the day. And, you, and they they just saw the Lord. They saw His action in a lot of daily life, and the world itself was a metaphor for God's love and for grace. And that's um, that's really the kind of the the. The skeleton, I guess, of, of Dante's work here in the Inferno is uh, it's it's a it's an extended allegory, right? Um, the, the the whole Divine Comedy is as Dante, the Pilgrim, kind of makes his way uh, through Hell, uh, up Mount Purgatory, and then uh, into the heavens. But this trip through Hell is uh, it's an important one. We'll see in the very first reading, and Dante, as as the book opens, he's lost in the dark wood, and he looks. Uh, he looks out across the way, and he sees a mountaintop kind of mantled in, in sunlight. He wants to go there, um, and he can't. Every when he leaves the woods, he tries to go up the hill, and there are these scary monsters in the way. And they, mm-hmm. they scare him. They chase him back into the wilderness, which was so scary, he left the wilderness. 
he's lost. He can't, you know, he can't go forward. He can't go back. And then this this shade, this ghost of the great Roman poet Virgil appears to him and then tells him, you know, you can't go that way. You want to go to that mountain, but you can't go that way. You got to go this other way. And and um, it's, again, it's this very powerful image of, you know, just seeing God waking up one day after a life of sin. And saying, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just go to Mass now. You know, I guess I'll just get in with the Lord now. That's not how sin works. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and there's a psychological sense um, uh, to sin. So Virgil's tour is, if you want to go to heaven, you gotta, you got you want to get to heaven, you've got to go through hell. You have to understand it um, mm-hmm. and absorb it so you can understand your sins. Because understanding hell itself is, is the first step of understanding where, you know, how sin works in your life. And that's sort of the, the purging that happens, and then they go down. Um, hell is really a hole in the ground in Dante's um, vision. And not just his vision, but sort of medieval tradition, you know, is that yeah. Satan was cast out of heaven and struck the earth uh, near Jerusalem and, and uh, you know, made his way, um, you know, made his way down, creating this huge pit, and the sins are worse as you go down. And there's a great structure there, right? There's, the, there's basically three three sections of hell, um, each with its own uh, kind of character, the sins of appetite, sins of violence, and then sins of fraud farther down. Um, uh-huh. It's just, it's deep, it's rich, it's wide, we'll never get to the bottom of it, you know, even even in a 10-week program. Uh, but there's really a lot uh, a lot to learn from Dante. He, he is teaching. You know, we have to remember that this book was written, it wasn't written in Latin, as you might expect, but in the 1200s, he's writing it in the local kind of Florentine dialect of Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he wants it by other people, right? He wants the common man, um, as he understood it, to uh, to read it and to be uh, enlightened by it. So we'll do that. It'll be good. Yeah, and I, well, I think I should say, too, that people might be intimidated, <laughs> you know, that, that it's been a long time since they picked up a book of that caliber. Um, but I think uh, it, it is, it's accessible. You know, one of the really un- unfortunate side effects of dropping great authors like Dante from high school and college curricula, as we've been doing for 50 years, even 100 years, is that um, these writers become distant and less familiar. They're kind of like friends who move away. You know, they, they're they just not there, and, and uh, they seem farther away and not as compelling. Um, but that um, Dante wants, he wanted it, and we want it, right? We all want to, to grow uh, in our in our faith. And um, untold legions of Catholics over the last 700 years have found this work accessible, right? Now, I'm not saying it's going to be like C-Spot Run, right? It's hard, but Mm -hmm. it's epic poetry, right, from the 1300s, right, in translation. But it is accessible, right? It wouldn't be art if it wasn't accessible. The idea that art is by nature somehow obscure, indistinct, and inaccessible is a a postmodern incantation. Until 15 minutes ago, historically, the idea of inaccessible art was a contradiction in terms, like, you know, mm. government efficiency or tasteful mullet or something. <laughs> so, you know, Dante can be read and must be read, right? Um, and it, this, by the way, is true. Shakespeare, Cervantes, Homer, Chaucer, Faulkner, right? All those those great guys. Uh, it's not easy, but they are accessible. They wouldn't be art if they weren't. So, and I should also mention that I'm not, you know, my, my co-pilot here is, is going to be Anthony Eslund, who does some of the best writing, um, uh, in the in Catholic circles today, we're using his translation, his recent translation. Uh, it's got great notes, uh, and unlike a lot of translations of Dante, he's a, he's an actual believing Catholic. Um, yes, and I should I should and he and he, he works with modern day a little bit. He's going to be working with modern day a little bit in curriculum development um, in the future. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, so we'll have him there, you know, as well to lean on. And uh, I think with those 
you know, within those parameters, um, it's going to be a very accessible and, and a very fun evening, or evenings, I should say. Oh, John, that's fantastic. I'm excited. I wish I could be there to go to that. I would. Uh, but uh, for <laughs> listeners, if, if you are, go online, go to materdayapostolate.org, and there is at the top of the screen, it says uh, Dante's Inferno Adult Book Study. You'll find it there. And that's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-A-P-O-S-T-O-L-A-T-E.org, materdayapostolate.org. So, John, we have about a minute left in our interview. It's gone by very quickly. Uh, I really appreciate your enthusiasm for teaching these subjects, and you're very persuasive, and I appreciate that. I wish I could be there for this study. What, what would you leave uh, with some of our listeners? Maybe what, what have some of your students or those you've guided through the book, what, what have been some of their comments after going through a study like this? Yeah, I think um, I, I think when I look back, um, one of the things that comes out, I think, for students is sort of the universality of the struggle against sin, right, and the, and the, the quest for God. It's, it's not an individual. I mean, it's very individual in a way. But there is this universality to it, and what Dante saw in sin, you know, sins haven't changed in 700 years, right? No. Lust is still lust, right? Avarice is still avarice. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, that's why I really encourage all the Catholics, you know, Catholics all over the Duluth area, anybody who would get there, um, to, to join us. You know, Modern Day Apostolate, it's, it's part of a great classical education revival that's happening all over the country, and that revival itself, I think, is only part of some of this great reawakening in the Church. So if we're going to be salt and light to the world, the, a world that really needs the Lord, uh, we have to nourish ourselves. And, and claiming our intellectual heritage and our theological traditions, that's the foundation of whatever good works the Lord has planned for us, you know, individually. So, you know, book clubs, Bible studies, prayer groups, concerts, lectures, this is good stuff. Um, it's all part of this reclamation. That's what we're trying to be a part of. John Neiman, thank you for being with us this morning. Again, org, adult book study. They're, John's going to be leading a book study on Dante's Inferno. So I encourage you to check that out. Again, thank you, John. Uh, stay with thank us. Thank you. All of you listeners, we're, next up we're going to have Straight Talk here on Real Presence Live. So get your phones ready to call in with any questions you may have on our faith, and especially we're emphasizing that of prayer. The phone number to call in, 877-795-0122. And that's 877-795-0122. Be happy to have any questions you have. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.